I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and in this episode, we are going to take a look at the top challenges managers deal with when either they are working from home, their employees are working from home, or there is some hybrid combination of working from the office and working from home going on. Now, as a bit of an aside, six months ago, we thought that we would be way, way beyond this confusion and would have settled into a hybrid work environment some time ago. Some would be working mostly from home, some would have settled into the office, and the nature of the work and the desire for flexibility would be balancing each other out in some fashion. Likely different for each team and each team member the pandemic seems to have other plans for us. We hadn't accounted for public health being such a big concern when the plans to go back to the office were made. And then of course, canceled and made again and canceled again. (laughs) In 2020, we shifted because we had to. And then in 2021, we started to think about workplace design and designing in more flexibility. Plans for effective workplace design got derailed, of course, due to both the great resignation and addressing new variants in the virus that kept changing the back-to-office plan. So here we are in the early stages of 2022, and I want to address these top five challenges that managers are facing as they're managing either a remote workforce or a hybrid workforce, and sometimes a workforce that's popping back and forth between being a hybrid workforce and a remote workforce, depending on the nature of the public health concern. Now, before I dive into the details of each of these five top concerns, let me give you a quick rundown of what they are. Number one, attracting and keeping talent. Number two, loss of social capital. That is the relationships that keep our teams together. Number three, burnout and emotional health. Number four, fairness and equity. Think who gets to work when, from where, for what reasons. And number five, diagnosing and managing poor performance of team members, which many managers are telling me is going unchecked and they are not doing it nearly as well as they could be. All right, so let's dive in to the first of these and we'll go through them one at a time and then at the end, we'll give you a quick recap. And in fact, at the end, hang in there till the end of the episode when I give you some resources for what to do about it. All right, number one, attracting and keeping talent. My friends, the great resignation is still here. The latest numbers from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics show that in October, 4.2 million workers changed jobs. And in November, that number was 4.5 million. 
So almost 9 million combined in just two months. And then there are the 5.9 million unemployed people who reported in November that they want a job, but for whatever reason, they have not actively looked for work in the past four weeks. As I've claimed in previous episodes of this podcast, the pandemic is an inflection point for employees. It causes us to take stock of what we're doing and ask ourselves, is this all there is? Or is this what I'm meant to be doing? And for those who are in a toxic work situation, whether that be due to their manager, a coworker, or the company itself, employees are clearly seeing that there are other options. Hence the turnover numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. In short, the competition for talent is fierce right now, and that's not going to change anytime soon. To overcome this challenge, be the kind of manager and the kind of organization who gets the other things on this list right, the other challenges, and develop a reputation for doing so. And if you can do that, you will have a much better shot at attracting and retaining the top talent in your industry. Now, I did speak about this in last week's podcast with my predictions for 2022. If you missed that, it's episode 40, and you're going to want to catch that to hear the predictions I made about 2022. Now, on to the second big challenge that managers face while working from home or managing a work from home or hybrid team. The second big challenge is loss of social capital. That's all about building and maintaining relationships. Now, some people are great at making friends online and getting to know their coworkers through the various computer-mediated tools, and others, well, not so much. And this is driven by many, many different factors. It could be personality, it could be age or generation, it could be whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. And oftentimes it happens by chance. If we're to have the same routine or sit near one another at work or maybe have a similar parking place, just by mere chance, we might have gotten to know one another in those pre-pandemic days. We might have struck up a friendship based on circumstance or chance. Let me give you an example of when that happened to me way, way, way back, almost 20 years ago in the very, very pre-pandemic days. My oldest son at the time was in preschool. And if you know anything about kids in preschool, it's complicated figuring out who to play with. And kids in preschool often strike up a friendship and a play routine with kids who get dropped off right around the same time they do because they're the new kid who's maybe not involved in a social interaction with another child. And then along comes another, I mean, maybe not new kids in the sense of being new at that daycare or at that facility, but they are the most newly dropped off. And then the next most newly dropped off kid shows up. And then oftentimes those two kids start playing together. So when my oldest son was in preschool, this pattern happened with a couple of kids who were brother and sister. One was his same age and one was two years older. And those were the two kids that he played with the most frequently. In fact, because the drop-off patterns of the parents were similar. Now, eventually I discovered that the mother was in a similar industry as I was. She was also a college professor. I was a college professor at the time. And the father of those two children was also in software as my husband was and is. And so the couples, I mean, our families struck up a relationship largely initially based on drop-off time. This similar by chance pattern of when we were dropping our children off at daycare. We're still friends now. Isn't that ridiculous? Here's how this story comes full circle. 
This same child of mine, who is now 23, asked me recently as a young adult who'd moved off to a new city out of college with no friends in his new city, how do you make friends as an adult? And my response to him was to develop a somewhat similar routine. If you can fall into some similar habits, go to the health club at the same time, go to a coffee shop at the same time every day or every week, and find other people who might be of similar ilk as you who are in similar patterns. Now, of course, the pandemic throws a bit of a monkey wrench into that because we are not going to those public places as often as we maybe would be in in other times. But I share this example by way of demonstrating how simply our circumstances or chance lends itself to building and maintaining relationships. Again, that loss of social capital, that loss of relationship is challenging for managers. It's challenging for when you have to have difficult conversations. It's challenging in establishing trust. It's challenging in asking for help at a difficult time or passing along additional assignments or a stretch assignment to somebody who maybe you just don't know that well. Now, it's also challenging from the reverse perspective. If your employee doesn't have a very strong relationship with you, doesn't have that strong social capital with you to spend when they are feeling stressed out, when they are feeling maxed out, when they need some help, or when they maybe just need to lean in and ask you for some advice. If they don't have the strength of relationship, if that social capital is not in play, they won't feel that they can trade on it and they'll feel a bit more of a deficit there. So loss of social capital is huge. And again, it really does take something for managers and their employees to overcome the loss of being face-to-face because we build that social capital so subtly and so quickly when we are co-located. So number two, that second biggest concern or challenge for managing at a distance is that loss of social capital. Challenge number three of managing at a distance is burnout and emotional health. Everything from Zoom fatigue to health concerns to bad physical and emotional habits that may have cropped up during the pandemic, all of these things, managers need to consider both these things for their own mental health as well as for their employees' mental health. As you probably know, one of the biggest factors that's facing the American workforce right now is burnout. And one of the biggest contributors to burnout and all the rest is not being able to shut down work for the evening. People are letting work bleed into their social lives, their personal lives, and have really, really blurred those boundaries. So managers and leaders need to get a handle on this for themselves, as well as address it with their teams. Now, if I'm your manager and I'm sending you email at 11 p.m. or 2 a.m. or on the weekend, you might feel the need to answer that email at all hours of the day and night. And in fact, many of your most conscientious employees will feel that need. And you burning yourself out or burning the midnight oil is going to be a contributing factor in burning them out. So not just when you're doing email, but the start of your day, the end of your day. Again, if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you've heard me talk about the importance of the symbolic commute for those who are working at home, having a punctuation to the beginning of your workday and the end of your workday. And since we're talking about burnout and emotional health, there are so many other things that you can and should be doing for your mental health as well. Everything from exercise 
to meditation or prayer or journaling. Again, you've probably heard me talk about some of these things if you've been a longtime listener to the podcast. And you need to be doing more of those things to preserve your mental and emotional health in these days. So number three, my friends, is burnout and emotional health. That is the third big challenge that managers at a distance are facing. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. The fourth big challenge that managers at a distance are facing is fairness and equity. Now, I don't necessarily mean this in the traditional diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint. I'm looking at this more from a management and scheduling standpoint. Now, one of the most paramount things that we've learned in the past two years is that employees want flexibility, and that can bring up issues of whether you're treating your employees all the same. Their needs and circumstances for flexibility may be different. Recall that we are all together in the same storm. We are all amidst the pandemic together, but we are all in different boats, sometimes very, very different boats. And how do you handle the variations that come up from work style and the need for flexibility to potential and actual health risks related to the pandemic? Those who have kids perhaps too young to be vaccinated or those with immune-compromised people in their lives, maybe that's even themselves. How do you handle both the actual fairness and equity regarding schedules, flexibility, location, and so forth, as well as the perception of equity? Because we do know that the reality that employees are experiencing and the perception that they are experiencing are sometimes two very different things. How do you handle all of that? And of course, handle it without compromising staff members' privacy, because again, their needs are going to be different and you can't be sharing those needs with other staff members who have different needs. These are very real challenges that managers are facing. They're not going away anytime soon. How managers handle these issues has everything to do with how engaged people are, whether they feel like they're being treated as individual human beings or as their employee number and quite frankly, whether or not they want to stay working for that manager or that company. This fairness and equity piece directly impacts the great resignation and your ability to attract and retain talent. Flexibility is paramount here, and how you handle that flexibility boils down to fairness and equity and you finding a way to balance those two things with your employees. So that number four challenge was fairness and equity as it relates to scheduling and flexibility. The number five big challenge that managers who manage at a distance are dealing with is handling performance issues. There's so many different reasons that an employee could have poor performance. 
again, remember I said we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. That might be the problem. That I need to be compassionate to find the manager because this person, you know, is sitting in a different boat and has a different set of circumstances at home, whether that be small children or someone who's ill or someone who's immune compromised or what have you. So it could be that, or it could be that this person just isn't a good fit for our organization or for my team. (laughs) Or it could be that this person is already looking for a different job and is actively disengaged as they look for that different job. Or they're just plain old not a good fit for my team, for this job, and again, kind of all of the above, not being engaged, not a good fit, not the right skill set. Now, if we head back to number two, that loss of social capital, the loss of the relationship will help us get a better look at the answer for dealing with poor performance. Because if your relationship with your employee isn't strong enough to handle coaching on a performance situation or difficult conversation on a performance issue, if you will, or if you as the manager don't have the skills to facilitate such a conversation, The issue won't get resolved to your liking and probably won't get it resolved at all. In fact, it might not even get addressed in the first place. And, you know, we absolutely have to acknowledge that it's more challenging to hold those coaching conversations and those difficult conversations via Zoom or Teams or wherever it is that you and your team hang out online than it is to do those things in person. I know many a manager who have been ducking their heads rather than dealing with those poor performance issues head on. And that is entirely visible to the rest of their team. So it's not just that one employee who's not carrying their weight. The rest of the team is watching that unfold as well. So it has much larger repercussions for the whole team than just one person not carrying their weight. So that, my friends, is the challenge number five that managers who are managing at a distance are dealing with these days. These individual challenges, which are attracting and keeping talent, that loss of social capital, the challenges in building and maintaining relationships, number three, burnout and emotional health, number four, fairness and equity, and number five, diagnosing and managing poor performance of team members. Those five things can all be summed up as follows. It's just not so easy to lead in this now not so new environment. It's a totally different animal than managing people and processes in a co-located environment. Now, yes, at the start of the pandemic, everyone did their best to shift and pivot. And by and large, they did a good job. Some even did a great job in what was then essentially an emergency state. But here we are two years later with the workarounds that we've created to manage some of these issues and managers and leaders having created some bad habits in the process, and your employees have created bad habits as well. But employees and leaders are still left with some big questions unanswered, questions about creating the new world of work. And there's much that needs to be done to be de- and be developed in order for managers and leaders to be the kind of managers and leaders who can effectively lead and pave the way forward in this environment. The kind of managers and leaders who create an experience that team members want to be an active and engaged part of. It's missing. 
These aren't the skills that were taught to you in your MBA. These aren't the skills that were taught to you in your company's corporate leadership development program. These are new skills. So here we are at the start of 2022 with a chance to address these issues. Remember when 2020 rolled around and we had to pivot and turn on a dime, nobody knew what they were doing. In 2021, we thought we were going to be going back to the office at least part-time, and with all the fits and starts in that, bad habits got created and reinforced. Here we are in 2022, and it's no more about pivoting. It's about time that we skill up and handle these challenges. It's time that we retrain managers and leaders to have the skills needed to really thrive in this environment. Now, again, if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, you know I have some expertise in this area, and it just so happens that I have a program for doing just that, for retraining managers and leaders to have the skills that are needed to thrive in this environment. Starting this week, you can sign up for my new course called Manage Better at a Distance. I know you've all been managing at a distance, but this is going to teach you how to manage better at a distance. It's a six-week online program giving you access to the latest research and techniques to make you a better manager in this not-so-new environment. There's also live time every week with me. And to learn more about the program, go to JanelleAnderson.com, that's J-A-N-E-L, Anderson with an O-N, dot com, forward slash better. The program starts on January 24th. And enrollment doors close on January 22nd, so don't wait to the last minute. Get yourself over to JanelleAnderson.com forward slash better for all the details. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Working Conversations podcast. We love being by your side and in your ear, bringing you new ideas and research about trends in leadership, business communication, and organizational life. Until next week, take care and be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.